Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue Podcast. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church. And once again, it has been far, far too long since we have had an episode of our podcast. Wow, I have missed you. I have missed communicating and hearing back from you all. And it seems like ages ago that we were focused on Good Friday. Doesn't that seem like forever, like a year ago? Uh, I was talking to my wife, and we were we were thinking about how usually with spring break, it's like snap your fingers and the and the summer's here and the school just gone and where where did it go? I feel like spring break was four months ago, and we're still in school and we still have a lot of time left. It's just like we're in this weird time warp and everything's blurry together. I hope you're staying sane out there. You know, I, I saw some stats today about antidepressants and mental health. It's just at pretty much an all-time low in our country, and spiritual warfare has never been uh, waging greater than I think it is collectively right now all over the place. So a lot of things to talk about. I don't even know where to begin. Like, there's so many things we could say where we could go with this conversation on the Doxa Dialogue. I don't have the roundtable with me. One of the things that is just is as wild and I've been able to finally process this is I'm like, where where is all my time going? And, you know, when you're working from home, you know, you got kids and homeschooling happening, like some of these things, some of these extra things that we do normally in our lives have been removed. And Doxa Dialogue has been something that's had to take a back seat and I don't want it to stay that way forever. It won't stay that way forever, but that's kind of where we're at right now. Needless to say, we're here right now, and I have a few thoughts to share with you. This is actually coming from just a pastoral perspective. I wrote a letter to our church, haven't even released it yet upon recording this, but I want to really give a few talking points right now for how we can walk in love in such an uncertain time. And you can cue the dramatic soft piano music right now. Here comes another one of those in this together commercials. (laughs) But in all seriousness, we have a lot of decisions to make. There are decisions that are being made right now that have never been made before. And to make a tough situation even harder, there are a lot of broken and hurt people right now. So that's what this is about. We're going to talk about just five biblical responses that we can have during the season. As things reopen, and as there are delays to reopening, and all of this is ongoing, we are going to be having a lot of delicate conversations in the weeks ahead. Potentially even some ugly conflict arising in our country. And as I preached on Sunday night, Our enemy wants to divide us, and he wants to get the church off track. He wants to discredit us. And I think it's super helpful just to go back to the Bible in times like this to prepare ourselves on loving one another. So I got five of these, and this is nothing uh, that's out of the ordinary. It's nothing you haven't heard before, but we all need to refresh ourselves and to meditate on truth. And that's what I want to do here. So first one, when you are talking with people in the midst of 
this season. Number one, be kind and gentle. We can't forget that. I am a rebel at heart, and naturally, I am a nonconformist when it comes to authority. That's it's not a great thing, but that's that's who I am. And I realize I'm not a rule follower. And personally, it doesn't come easy for me to be kind and gentle. I can far too easily jump to logic. I can shoot holes with into anything that I see that I disagree with. And it can come across as very cold. Jesus is changing that in me. But in heightened times like these, many of us have to make a more conscious effort to meditate on truths like Ephesians 4.32. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And it's not going to help anybody, even if you were correct, if you don't come at it from the from a gracious, compassionate posture of kindness and graciousness. So remember that. And then number two, stay balanced. Hurt people hurt people. And there are two extremes that I think I can see people slowly starting to gravitate towards right now. Avoid the tendency to stray towards either extreme. We all know that it's impractical to stay quarantined until the coronavirus is eradicated. It's just as irresponsible to think that we all go back to our pre-coronavirus lifestyle tomorrow without potential for grave consequences. The ground between is fertile for controversy and conflict, but Proverbs 15, 1-4 is an excellent passage for handling situations like this. A soft answer turns away wrath. Let's show grace and be aware that there is pain and that's the source a lot of the, from a lot of this on both ends. And we all need to extend extra amounts of grace. Number three, do not judge. This is where a proper application of Matthew 7, 1 does come into play. Everyone has a different opinion on this. And that's just the reality. Everybody's looking at different information. There's so much different different counterpoints out there. It's, it's mind-boggling. But it's never okay to judge someone else's motives, right? We're always going to get into trouble if we go there. And we have to realize that there are different viewpoints. There's different theories on how to proceed. This isn't a one-size-fits-all problem. So let's respect others who are making different decisions than us. And we can have adult conversations where we look at reason and objective data, try to put yourself in the other person's shoes, and it will give you perspective. But let's not think the worst of people. Let's think the best of people. And if something bothers you, open up a conversation. Open up a dialogue with them about it. And don't just jump to judgment. Number four, defer out of love. It's impossible to please everyone. And while how people perceive us has to play into our decisions, at the end of the day, tough decisions have to be made. And you are accountable to God. The, the only person you're ultimately accountable to and that you have to answer to is God. Of course, uh, we have to consider how we're perceived in our testimony. That's definitely a factor. And it's, this is not an easy one. This is not, this is not just a cut and dry situation. But we are to love others 
and even sometimes limit our own liberties when it's going to cause someone else to stumble. That's the biblical principle that we see. We all take calculated risks every day of our lives. And as time goes on, even in the weeks ahead, we are going to have to deal with more and more loved ones who catch this virus. I would say people are going to be catching this a year from now. I mean, there's no miracle vaccine coming overnight. So as we respect our authorities and make our own individual choices, we must remember that we should put people over our own preferences. How people apply that truth is going to look different from case to case. It is. But the fact remains, respecting others' decisions and considering how your actions will be received is something that we all have to take into account. Philippians 2, 3-4, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And of course, that passage is leading up to showing us the ultimate example of Jesus Christ, who came to this earth and did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or to hold on to, but humbled himself and became a servant so that he could die and sacrifice his life on the cross for our sins. Like, we defer out of love because we look at our Savior's love for us. Number five is share the gospel. Take this opportunity to share the hope that only comes through Jesus Christ. Death is on everyone's mind right now. It has never been easier to talk about eternity. And one of the greatest things about this entire tragedy is that God is using it to wake people up spiritually. Pray that you can be on the front end of a gospel conversation and continue to plant those seeds of truth everywhere you go. I think it's so important that we don't forget we have one of the greatest opportunities in front of us right now that we've ever had to be honest and open about the reason that we believe and the reason that we have hope and joy and peace. I love all of you. I know we're all hurting right now in different ways. The financial side of it is brutal. The social distancing side of it is is mentally taxing. It's, it's so hard. And that's just scratching the surface. There's so much underneath all of this that is in our hearts and our minds right now that we're all processing and handling in different ways. So if you need to talk to someone, reach out to us. You can message the Docs of Dialogue. I would love to talk with you. Um, don't think that you have to fight this alone. We all need help. Sometimes there's no shame in asking for help. If it's in your marriage, if it's in, it's a family dynamic, um, whatever that may be, you know, maybe you're, you're having a hard time understanding why something is happening to you or why this decision is being made and it affects you. These are tough questions that we're all working through right now. And my heart is to help any way that I can. Remember everyone, we're, in a battle, spiritual warfare. Our enemy, the devil, hates us and he wants to use this to create fear, anxiety, and depression. But we have to combat that, the awareness to resist, by spreading joy and peace. And the way we do this, the way we find the ability to stay loving and to stay compassionate is by resting in the truth that Jesus has already won the war. I don't know when we'll talk again. We're going week to week right now. But let's talk again soon. You are loved.